do it, gonna do it, gonna do it, do it, do it. What's that song? I have no idea. I thought you were making it up. Nah, it's a song. Oh, I'd prefer it if you had made it up. Oh, well. Welcome to the Night Shift Football Podcast, episode 82. Oh my God, wow. Klopp is an absolute wanker. Guardiola is a complete flog. Arteta carries on with the emotional erraticism of a toddler being weaned off the teat with his tantrums. Referees are obnoxious wankers. VAR is a piece of junk that can get in the bin. And there's some hands being thrown in the Women's Super League. Man United are still the suckiest sucks that ever sucked. Jeez, what a week. Tommy is here to go through it all with me as usual. Man, what the fuck was happening this week? Uh, I don't know. For me? I don't know. It's just everything that we've constantly talked about for, I don't know, the whole 82 episodes of this podcast, almost all coming to fruition in like one weekend. It was a great display of all the shit that I hate about this game, but continue to subject myself to. Yeah, definitely. There was a, I don't know, there was a lot I hated about this week and some that I liked. There was some good stuff, bad stuff. Um, let's just jump into some games, hey? Definitely. I want to kind of know what, what was the good stuff. Well, Arsenal beat Leeds. Mm. That was good. Mm. El Clasico was good. Uh, Serie A, we won't talk about really tonight, but Serie A was good because uh, it's always good, you know? Yeah, you get the stamp of approval. <laughs> Yeah. You know what um, you're going to get with that. No, like they'll offer 100% money back guarantee. And despite my like of Dortmund, Union Berlin, they're good. They're heaps good. Carrying on up the top. We'll get to they're, them later. They're heaps good. We'll get to them later. We'll go through, uh, we'll go through the weekend's Premier League first. And uh, for once, I've got to say, uh, there is a game I did watch that we are not going to talk about. Okay. Go on. At all. Because, Just allude to it. Uh, Me the, the first game, Saturday night, Leicester and Palace. What a piece of junk. Blockbuster that's all, game. That's already, it's already gotten more time than, than there Not are highlights. <laughs> yeah. We just spoke about it then for longer than there are highlights to be shown of that game. Uh, I don't think we're going to do any of the Saturday night games. I don't think Fulham and Bournemouth was an all right one, two all. Uh, Wolves, Forest, bleh. Tottenham, mm. bleh. Everton, bleh. No one cares. So we're going to skip right through to Sunday night and we'll get along with the mm. night shift. Oh, actually, do you want to just want to just jump on Tottenham quick? Because I heard, actually. I heard that um, they've got the most points at this at this stage of a Premier League season than they've ever had. Cool. 23 points. Level with City. I just, cool. just thought that shouldn't go unnoticed, Sam. Yeah, It'll, notice it, but they bring, are boring as shit. This, just, is a, just, this is Conte. Welcome to Conte. <laughs> Just trying to bring a bit of balance to this pot, all right? He'll get results. They'll play good in patches, and then they'll have other patches where they're absolutely honking. Mm. But, I thought yeah. it was—I I just thought it was funny that a lot of people pointed to Richarlison getting injured um, and uh, Basuma coming on being the, the changing point in this game. <laughs> yeah, um, we did Tottenham a bit the other week. We've done them a few times. I think we'll do them a positive one. Sometime soon, if they keep on this track, I just don't really want to do it after a win against Everton at home. You can't promise a positive one. Given we tried how that. Appalling they've been the last few weeks. I don't want to. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. No, that's fair. All right. So let's go through to the Sunday night games. We'll start with the uh, the night shift derby, Leeds Ooh, v Arsenal. The fabled. Uh, has it been played yet, or are they still are they still waiting? I'm waiting. I, I haven't seen any of it. 
what a bizarre way to start the game. Because <laughs> how how long did they get into it? A couple of minutes. Uh, they were like they were like two minutes in. Yeah. Um, two minutes into the game, <clears> it gets stopped because the communication system isn't working for the referees, and so they pause the game. And then five minutes later, the referee says, "Up, oh, no, fuck off down the tunnel, boys, and we'll sort it out later." Yep. Go and take a seat. Do whatever they do down there. That'll be a weird situation to be in, actually. Yeah. Um, but apparently we'll it was a. Again. Yeah, would you? Yeah, would you jump on the bikes or like? Are they just chilling, listening to music, just hanging out, just vibing. They're on Twitter talking shit? Yeah. Hashtag the, talks. the fuck is going on? <laughs> An area, your area of expertise. Um, apparently, it was a power surge in the building that sent the electronics crashing. The Wi-Fi went down, and all this stuff. You can see how it would be a problem, um, but just like the idea that if they couldn't get connection back to the VAR room, they would send a stadium full of people home and every, and just tell them to come back another day. Nah, fuck it. We can't do this. Yeah, I know. Um, crazy. I went off it on Twitter. It was like, we've got a referee with a whistle and two linesmen with a flag each. Play the fucking game. Get on with it. And then obviously people have their integrity argument. You know, you can't have one game that doesn't have VAR and others all do. Tell that to mm. the A-League. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great a, point. <laughs> a grand final where the VAR was down for 30 seconds, apparently. And it was the 30 seconds where Melbourne scored a winning goal. Um remarkable, isn't it? I mean, there was a there was a time there where um some games in the cup matches were were played without VAR, and that didn't jeopardize some, the integrity. Somewhere and somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think I don't want to hear shit about integrity when we're in a league with like we're talking about the Premier. We're talking about the Premier League. We're the people that own these clubs and that, you know, the the general carry on around it. The, the general carry on stuff that goes on, we all know. Um how much I is Harland on? Nine hundred thousand a week or something? Yeah. How many of them are tax fraud, do you reckon? No, we won't go into that, but I don't want to hear the integrity argument. We've got a referee, we've got two linesmen. I just see it as another reason why we can just tell VAR to get fucked. Yep. Definitely get out of here. I hear the guys say holiday in Panama a little bit. Yeah. Cool. Do you want to talk about the actual game? No, I would just. I prefer to just whinge about VAR. No, to be on. honest with you, now the game. The game was good because, from like a neutral perspective and a Leeds perspective, we looked way better than we have been in the last five games. Definitely, uh, there was a desire, a little bit of hunger, a bit of a purpose. I kind of put it down to Arsenal actually coming to Ellen Road and wanting to play as well. And so it kind of allows for a better performance from both teams when they're both obviously yep. trying to execute a plan that isn't like time-wasting or laying down for extortionate periods of time. Having 11 men parked in your own defensive third. I'm not even that fussed about parking the bus. It's 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 the time-wasting that gets me now. And so that was a refreshing change in this game. And uh, for the most part, other than Rodrigo's ridiculous crossfield ball uh <laughs> leads look pretty good yeah it was a pretty ambitious ball from Ugh. rodrigo that led to the sucker goal sucker finished it nicely though um mm-hmm. i think arsenal will probably they'll probably play worse they'll probably play better than this and lose games at some point this season uh they weren't great they were cut open, a bit defensively susceptible um but luckily bamford's a bit Bit of a moron. 
Yeah, Bambi's a little bit. Um, he's back to his Bambi stage. He's back it's pretty to cold his, at the moment, isn't he? He's pre Bielsa, post Bielsa, which is like such a shame for him because there is a glaring. I mean, a lot of people say Ivan Tony, but that looks to me like a glaring hole for England's number two striker at the moment. And if anybody was putting goals in, you're getting the cooler. And so that is, it's disappointing. Um, you know, it's weird because up until the point of Rodrigo's pass, he was playing okay. And I much prefer to see him in the number nine. Um, but to bring Bamford on, he I thought he was good. I thought his general play was okay. He was very forward. He was attacking, definitely um, was getting amongst it more than Rodrigo was. Seemed to link the play a little bit better. Um, and, you know, the penalty is not even that bad, the one that he misses. Just, it was just wide of the post. As far as missed penalties go, it looked pretty good. <laughs> it looked pretty good for a missed penalty. I'm just such a Bamford. I That's can't... your hot take this week. <laughs> <laughs> I can't beat up on the guy. I can't. He's too, yeah. He's too charming. Last week, it was playing with 10 men makes it easier. This week, it's it wasn't a bad penalty miss. I love that. Don't change. Uh, do you no. want to? What do you think of the? Uh, there was obviously a disallowed goal for Bambi in there. Um, just go through. There was that. There was the handball penalty, and then there was the the incident at well, the end yeah, with Gabriel. Maybe I we'll start with the handball penalty because we've all we've talked about the penalty a little bit. Um, definitely handball. It's definitely sure. there. Yeah. Um, weird that it you know the play went on for so long before someone was like, mm, "That's interesting. We should bring that back." Yeah. Um, whole look, stadium saw it yeah and most people on the pitch he basically catches it anyway the weirdest part of the whole situation is is that Christensen in the build up is clearly offside and nobody picks it up at all in the review <laughs> and so uh, was it to do with the phase of the penalty shot I think it was it was directly involved in the phase yeah I mean I guess it depends is it five passes I'm not sure there know. may have been more than five passes but I have no idea what the rule is yeah, neither do I. I just want to whinge about it without knowing. <laughs> we should look that up. <laughs> I don't, no, I don't want to know. I just want to keep whinging about it. It'll, prob- it'll probably be some stupid interpretation of the rule that they've made up like a mythical five passes and it's not even written down anywhere, which is um, kind of what I thought about the disallowed goal for Bamford is that the what I was trying to compare it to is in the middle of the park, is that being blown up? Especially with this mandate at the moment to um, let those kind of little niggly ones just go and let play roll on. I think it's more likely to be given in the middle of the park. Okay. And it's less likely to be given in the box. Well, maybe maybe if it's like rolls reversed, it's it's very unlikely to be a penalty. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, oh, I yeah, true. think... I don't want to be one of those guys that says like the game's too soft now, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like I do think, cause I don't want to see guys going in like breaking legs and stuff like that. Of course. Or just, you know, reckless violence. But I, I do think <laughs> there's definitely room for more body on body in the game. Yeah. And some referees allow. Mm. And to me, that one, Bambi didn't look like he did too much there. And Gabriel was definitely taking a big leap forward which is just what so many players do when they feel contact from behind. They just take a big leap forward and the referee yeah. gives it because technically, yes, it is in the back. But I just, I don't know, I'd like to see players be stronger than Gabriel. Gabriel's definitely put in much stronger efforts than that in his life. Oh, for sure. I mean, do we need to remind anyone of the Diego Costi incident? 
he yeah, he's a strong player. He's a great, he's a great center back. But like you said, there was a few incidences on the weekend of the same thing of players just crumbling under under challenge, like uh Harry Kane to win the penalty against Everton. Uh there was a Man United one we might get to a little bit later, but it is so ingrained in the nature of the game right now. Um, is is it a foul? Yeah, okay, maybe, but it might that, be. I would have been okay if it was let go, to be honest. Yeah, I think the fact that he gets a little jump yeah. in before he starts going over it kind of gives away that he could have attempted to play it. But what? Whatever. What? Whatever. That's just. I'm. You know, I'm not getting conspiratorial then, again. But those are just the kind of decisions that happen. And then the final incident. Oh, it's a, it's it's uh, like I can't believe the linesman sent I'm, him off. I'm gonna say it's like both players doing exactly what we just complained about. Mm-hmm. It's just like just it's get totally on with is. get on with playing. Like Bami goes running into him. Gabriel goes. Gabriel is an idiot sticking an his idiot. leg up like that. Yeah. He's he is prone to these more running things. Mm. He goes down. He sticks his leg up like that. He's asking for trouble. It's also not a red card. He's just being an idiot. Yeah, it's and not then, a red because. But then Bamford's, not... Bamford's hit the deck like Gabriel has kicked his hand yeah. off, and it's yep. just like both of you just get up. You both are grown adults, and you look stupid right now. Get the fuck up, both of you, and stop acting. <laughs> it is literal children rolling around in like a bull pit. Um, it's it, the stuff that you watch on the weekend is insane. Um, for Bamford, yeah, he's like prone to doing this. I'm not going to defend him on this. Yeah. Definitely not. I think the initial action from Gabriel to like, because Bamford's trying to challenge the goalkeeper, like run him down. And Gabriel does stop running and then move into his line. So I don't, I'm not even entirely sure that there's a foul there. Like I don't, I think the whole way that the process was decided, every decision that was made, I just thought there was like faulty arguments throughout. Like I'm not entirely sure there's a foul to begin with. Another one where we could have just played on and let the game go. And just see what, yeah, just see what happens. But like, we can't, we can't play on because both these idiots are going to lie on the ground for the next three minutes, pretending they're hurt. Could you imagine until seeing the, the game, game stops? Go? Yeah, but just that, let it go. Like fuck it, let it, yeah. let them lay there. Who cares? And all, and all the other players, up? all the other players agree to just keep going. Yeah, that's the keep hardest playing. part. But they don't. They put the ball. Like, oh, it's hurt. Oh, no one's hurt. Shut the fuck up. Get up. Come on. And then eight of them run to the referee and surround him. Like, oh, why didn't you make that decision, referee? It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we had enough on that game. Um, I just wanted to ask you, why does Gabriel get booked in the end then if he didn't kick him? <laughs> I'm not sure. I mean? Was it for the same incident? Is that where he got his yellow? Yeah, he got he it downgraded the red to a yellow. Okay. And I was I was like, so you're you're recognizing that something has happened, but it's <laughs> of the level I don't know. But I just, I just it's, thought the whole thing was decided so ludicrously, and that fuck it sent me up the wall, man. I was up until like four thirty, just <laughs> stewing, just stewing. Yeah, uh, you sent me a message as well about the tweet I did make, saying it's ironic in a way because VAR ended up kind of getting us and all the three points. But um, mm. you know, yeah. I I still stand by. I still would have been happy to lose the points and just have no VAR in football ever. <laughs> all right, works for me. Um, next one I'm going to throw at you is Aston Villa and Chelsea because uh, I think Chelsea deserve a bit of note now. They're just starting to really – we might have said this last week as well, but they are really starting to just click together a bit. Mason Mount's come along. Uh, 
Did we drop him from our fantasy team? We certainly did, yeah. And he's yeah. performing amazing. He's starting to play well. <laughs> They're just <laughs> guys that weren't really doing much under Tuku are now, you know, starting to fire and mm. get a bit more involved. So uh, mm. good signs. Good it signs is good. for them. It's interesting too, because I watched a tactical analysis video uh, about the difference between Tuchel and Potter's Chelsea's. Um, not that dissimilar, like essentially, you know, the same lineup, the same formation, almost the same arrangement of players in a way. Um, it's just, it's cool to see the tune that Potter can get out of this side that Tuka wasn't able to get. Um, it's really just testament to his managerial ability. Although in this game, they did line up a little bit differently. It looked like Sterling played a little bit deeper. Yeah, they also got, um, Kepa had a really good game in goals, which, yeah. um, you know. Kepa's good again. Kepa's, I don't was think he, he ever wasn't good, was he? Was he ever good? I'm, I'm, I'm no, not I'm, sure. I'm thinking he was always good. It was a huge fee when he came across. I'm trying and then, to think whenever he was bad. Well, that period at Chelsea, which made them rush out and sign Mendy. But was he bad? It was, wasn't that that? I don't remember that... him being bad. I remember him refusing to come off. Yeah, for a penalty shootout. But I don't remember him <laughs> actually being a bad goalkeeper. A bad goalkeeper. Maybe I'm wrong made, there, but yeah, Matt, I may have made that up in my recollection of him. It just seems weird to me that you would spend that much money on a keeper and then get to a point where you're like, oh fuck, we need well, to spend more money on another one. It definitely feels like that's that was a thing though, like a, just a, a general vibe. <laughs> that, another vibe based yeah. reflection. A vibe-based reflection that Kepper was bad, but I'm not sure he ever was bad. But yeah, maybe a bad egg. Hey, <laughs> maybe he's yeah. a bad egg. He seems like a little bit of a firecracker. Yeah. yeah. Imagine, imagine not coming off when you're being told you you're being subbed. Like, <laughs> I know it's a pretty big dig move. Um, just uh, Jonathan Wilson said, respected Guardian uh, football journalist amongst this. This crowd, he said, he thinks that uh, RLC Ruben Loftus Cheek uh, would be an England midfielder if the World Cup was hosted in its regular period, which would be uh, in six months' time or eight months' time. Why is that? He can just see the development of uh, outstanding midfield maestro. Okay, uh, and he's predicting that in six months' time, he would have made a lot England. better than he is. Yeah, I think he. I think maybe he's saying with a full season in there, playing every week. Um, but yeah, he may. Um, he may have come across, um, come along so much that he would go to the World Cup. Yeah, potentially. Well, on on that World Cup chat and Chelsea, uh, Reese James officially out now. I think because he's out for the next eight weeks, he'll miss the World Cup, and so will Angola Kante. Yeah, that's sad, man. This injury, I can't remember him getting injured, but it feels like he hasn't played in such a long time now. Yeah, we're missing um, one of the prime, one of the best, uh, the best players for that holding midfield position getting around. Mm-hmm. Most certainly, it's great for Australia's World Cup chances, though. Yeah, well, because France are obviously going to lose to us now, definitely. So, potentially, uh, potentially, no, they will. It's locked in. Mitch Duke will take the piss with no Kante there. Uh, I think I'll try not to get this off track, but we're looking at a calm dog number nine for the Socceroos of the World Cup, without a doubt. Oh boy, calm dog. Yeah, this is gonna in Qatar as well. It's just the perfect alignment of personality and culture. Yeah, love that. Get him in there. Uh, let's do this one now. 
Which one? Uh, Where are we going? I'm, I'm getting there. This week's multi-killer. Oh, long run up. Let's do it. I'll just run you through the multi I had, folks, as well. Put together very nicely. Bit of confidence. Chelsea were good odds. Wait, wait, wait. Before you do this, what did you what did you actually say to me? You said, as perfect as a multi can look, this is it. I said, yeah, this looks absolutely perfect on paper, but (laughs) obviously on paper, there's always something that goes wrong. When do multis not look good on paper? Yeah, anyway, when, are you, when are you not excited at 11.30 on a Saturday? Chelsea were pretty good value to uh, beat Aston Villa away, so I took that. I had uh, Raul Betis in Spain. They were a pretty good value to win at home against a lowly opposition, and they did. It's a good pick. Um, it's a good pick. Bayern Munich were $1.30 something. Uh, a team above them on the table, but Bayern are... A far superior side to Freiburg, and they're starting to click along now. So it took them easy money. They got up. They got up comfortably. Mm-hmm. Five goals, excellent. Uh, add in Real Madrid, who I thought would confidently get past Barcelona. Yes, at a good two dollars forty-five multi-value. Chuck that well in. Done. Thank you very much. And then I the feel, kicker. I, f- I feel like that's enough. I feel like you maybe you've gone one too many there. No, 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 no. Because okay, so the first three. So I had. Chelsea, Aston Villa, um, Real Betis, not sorry, Chelsea, Bayern Munich, Real Betis, and the team that I haven't named yet in a multi. And then I did a separate one with the same four teams and added Real Madrid uh, okay. as a value, as a value bet. Okay. And I stood to win uh, about 800 if all got up. Who was the missing, uh, the unnamed team? Who do you think the unnamed team was? Oh. I feel, <laughs> I feel like you've given it away just by presenting it. The like suckiest that. sucks that ever sucked. <laughs> Manchester United drawing nil all at home. And then I go on and I, I catch up <laughs> on the game. I watch the mini match and I see a disallowed goal because Ronaldo was being a prat. And then I see Fred missing a tap-in opportunity late in the game and then Rashford putting a header wide the that header. he should have absolutely buried in the 95th minute. And I just, I just want to weep. I want to weep. The gods, the multi-gods have <laughs> struck down against you. Yeah, obviously, Man United nil, Newcastle nil. Let's do this one. Who? What have, what have you got for me here? That, oh, my God. That whole Sunday, just to recap your multi, because my multi-killer was a lot more severe in that I only got like one out of four. But you just predicted Sunday to be a goal fest. You th- I had over 2.5 everywhere. Did you? And Yeah, because like City, Liverpool, traditionally goal-scoring fixture. Yeah. The way that Leeds defend, terrible. They turned it around somehow. Yeah, I'll give you that game. Kept them out. This one, I just, I love the way that Newcastle have been going balls to the wall of late. You know, they got five against Brentford. They scored three the week before that. Um, I I really did think they were going to take it to United in this game. And you know what they decided to do? They decided to time waste at every given opportunity. They just did not want the ball to be in play. And I have no freaking idea why. Because, you know, they should be a team now on paper as, well, competitive at least, maybe not as good, but to be able to give Man United a proper game, not to... Yeah, I agree. Um, Probably a disappointing showing from them, but they will feel it's a success taking a a little 
taking or taking a point from Old Trafford, I guess they'll take that. Mm, see, I, t- I don't think that they should be. Str- I think if you if you, you want to have that, should? well, why if they want to have that, they? well, if they want to have that ambition, yeah. And... But look at their squad at the moment; it's not. It's pretty you know, good. It's not too bad. It's better than a disjointed, underperforming. They've, they've still got Almiron. They've got Jacob Murphy, Sean Longstaff. Uh, Sean, Long, Sean Longstaff is a club legend, okay? Fabian and you cannot, you cannot, well, Fabian Shah is a good player. Yeah, they're He's good players. They're good players, but they're not, they're not, you know, Man United have Casemiro, Bruno Fernandes, Cristiano Ronaldo, Jaden Sancho. Yeah, but you could go through and make arguments that all four of those players are not performing at their peak right now. And, when you've got a Newcastle side that's only been beaten once this season, who are tech, you know, they are flying high on the table and got a point against City playing in a similar fashion. I really did think that they were going to try and take it to them a little bit more. Yeah, they've got good players. They got yeah, Jonathan. That's fine. that's fine. I just disagree with you saying they would be um oh they, like they wouldn't yeah. be happy with a point there. Cause I would be, you know, I think most teams are still happy to take a point at Old Trafford. Mm, yes. Okay, yep. No, that's fair. Um, what what did you think of the Ronaldo disallowed goals? The first one is offside, I believe. Yeah, he was offside by miles. Yeah, yeah. so that was that was correct. He, he knew it as well. The um, second the second one's an interesting one. The second one, I think we all know that that free kick hasn't been taken. Come on, I, I don't want to hear about. Well, technically, oh, he touches the ball. Blah, 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 blah. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, it's not a technical. It wasn't going to make a technical argument. It was. More that Trippier had Trippier had done that in that in that game, had made a similar kind of pass and made an active play, and the goalkeeper just banged it long after a period of time. I think they were doing that just to wind more clock eating kind of stuff potentially. I don't and I, I I reckon they got caught out. And personally, I would have preferred to have seen that goal stand just on the basis that Trippier had done that in the game previously. A little bit more game awareness from the referee, I think, would be nice. No, I don't think we're ever allowed. I think it was pretty clear to everyone involved they hadn't taken it. It's more just a case of, um, I'd like to see in those sort of situations with like you were saying about time, mm. we seem to whinge about time wasting every week at the moment because the amount of I think football, it's massive. The amount of football being played in a game is just fucking farcical. It's deplorable. At the moment. Man. It's deplorable. But I said to you when we watched that North London derby the other week, and every time the ball went out and. Like throw-ins seem to take like 20 seconds. Goalkeepers seem to have the ball in their hand for like upwards of 10 seconds. Like it's just too long. Yeah. It's too long. Let's play. Um, and referees could just be speeding things up more. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think it's pretty clear they didn't take the free kick and the keeper was waiting, but then they're also happy to just time waste. Um, and the goal can never just be allowed once he blows his whistle either. So yeah, that's true. Yeah, you're right. You know. Um I thought it was stiff that Ronaldo got booked for it, though. Yes, definitely. That's not like... <laughs> that's what I mean. A little bit more game awareness, this guy. He's just tried to gamble and make something of it. And, like, he's already kicked the ball as the whistle's going or whatever. Yeah. It's not time wait. Like, to book him for doing that in the yeah. process of us complaining about time wasting. It's been an ironic weekend, shall we say. Mm. Um, but, yeah, just disappoint. I think... You know, I'd be pretty disappointed. There were boos ringing out once again because I guess it's been it's been an ordinary week for them because while they did win in the Europa League the other day, uh, they've scraped through with that like stoppage time winner against Ammonia. Hugely unconvincing. And Old Trafford erupted like the Europa League was was won and it, it plunged them into world glory. <laughs> I 
they're just uh they're just in a real bizarre place and we're we're doing the united thing again but fuck me it's hard not to isn't it uh it's easier now that they're not like on a four game winning streak they are just kind of petering along again at the moment um i don't know is casemiro the answer is anthony the answer maybe is Jaden Sancho going to find his dormant form? I don't know. There's so many questions. Is Ronaldo spent? Like, Ronaldo kind of just looks like an old man at the moment. Yeah. Ah, who knows? I don't care. I still enjoy it because, uh, you know, we spent decades listening to their shit. Yep. All right. Um, I'm going to jump in now and do... This has all been very deliberate, but I'm going to jump in and do the fantasy from this week uh, because this week's... The most points this week was, I think, once again, was uh, Adam Leach, Man United fan. So oh. if you're listening, Leachy, you know I've deliberately put this after the Man United chat so you've been forced to listen to it because I know <laughs> I know that you really want to listen and hear your shout-out when you've got the most points. It's probably the only time he listens, to be honest, is <laughs> when he gets the most points. Um, but he got the most points this week. Uh, Callum Miller still on top, PK, PK blinders. Nice. Um, we need we need a way for more than one person to top score. We need like more joint top scorers so that they can all equally listen and get their shout outs. Spike yeah. listenership, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, well done to PK Blinders and to Dyslexia Untied. Yeah, congrats everyone. Great name. Well I still love that one. Um, do you think we're ever gonna top score in this in this league or are we dust? I've actually missed that. actually I've just found another one, a sixty-eight. Oh, Oh, did you? Oh no! Re- have you awarded it to someone incorrectly? I have. I retract my statement. Uh, but thanks for listening to the Man United chat, anyway, Leachy. Uh, but oh, Matt that's Boxer, such a tra- such Matt, a trap. Matt Boxer got sixty eight points this week, and his team name is uh, <laughs> Refs of Virgin FC. Well, is he wrong, Sam? Is he wrong? I don't know. I don't know the ref. Which referee? I'm just assuming most to all are. That's a very unkind thing to say. Mm. But uh, I don't think we get much referee listenership on here anyway. If we did, they're long gone. <laughs> it's a for- <laughs> yeah, precisely. It's a forced celibacy when you sign up. Yeah. All right. There's well, there's a new game week. By the time um, people hear this pod, there will be more Premier League games will have been played because there's another game week happening, and it starts off with Brighton at home to Forest and Palace Wolves on the oh. when. Wednesday morning game, so I'm sure they'll be absolute riveting block. But Brighton and Nottingham might actually, because Nottingham are crap and Brighton are pretty good. I can't Palace, wait to get up to watch these, Sam. Palace and Wolves, I can't imagine, will be Ooh. very entertaining at all. So, yeah, mind your Palace. We'll push on because there was another big, big, big game, especially in the context of the last few seasons from Sunday night. Um, I'm not talking, of course, about Southampton and West Ham. I'm talking about. Man City and Liverpool at Anfield. Liverpool get the chockies, giving Arsenal a bit of a G up there, going four points ahead. Uh, did you catch this one? What are your thoughts? Hit me with it. I did. This was the one that I was silently stewing to while it was flashing across my picture. Um, it was good. This was a good game. I thought it was um, un- it was unexpected for sure. They generally because- always play good games, don't they? These days? Yeah, they do. This is uh, historically over the yeah last five years or whatever. This has been a really good game to watch. And even though there was maybe a lack of goal math action, lack of goals, it didn't disappoint in that it, it, it was two world-class teams absolutely gone, uh, balls to the wall at each other. 
Yeah, uh, they they just do this, don't they? They just trade punch for punch. Um, Salah getting that, getting the goal, finding some form a little bit, maybe starting mm. to perk up a bit. I wonder got a, why. Got a couple last week, and now he's he's up and about, ready to go. Yeah, it's couldn't be because we dropped him from our FPL, right? That's exactly why he knows. He knows. He got the tip off. Scandalous. Um, I liked the build up to this was fun as well because like. Klopp and Pep love to just throw barbs at each other. And whether or not, like, I'm not a huge fan of either of them, but Klopp's saying that there are only three clubs in the world, uh, in world football, who can do what they want financially. Pretty funny. Pretty funny thing to say for someone who's spent as much as him. Yeah, I mean, there's that. There's the irony as well, but it's him. I just, I just, It's funny just watching the same lofty people throw the same shit at each other. While everyone yeah. else down below looks up and they're just like, ah, oh, really? You guys are fighting again. That who's richer or who has more money to spend or rah, rah, rah. Get yeah. lost. I Get did lost. um I did highlight that. There was part of that in my intro about these guys. Klopp, Guardiola, I'll throw Arteta in the mix too. It just seems to be the people that managing top end clubs are just fucking idiots. They're Not really idiots. Is. Not idiots in the literal idiotic sense, but just like they just carry on like toddlers, man. It's crazy. They're heaps, they're heaps emotional. Um, but it could also just be, you know, a result of how high pressure the environment is too. Um, the managerial casualties, like we've already had three sackings. Yeah. And you've got Liverpool who are underperforming. You're like, this is a massive game for them. Not, not that it's not for City, but like huge for Liverpool. And you can see the reaction after the game. Uh, that kind of... I mean, it doesn't excuse it, but it kind of makes sense in a way. Yeah, I saw a, the press conference post-game where Klopp talked about how he, he said he did deserve his red card, um, but he said, what choice do I have? You have to... He said, how do the... How do what the, choice? He said, how do the linesmen miss that? How do the referees miss that? And so it's play on. Um, <sighs> Salah was blatantly fouled, I think. And um, yeah. Well, Klopp had the choice not to yell in the poor dude's face while he's trying to do his job. Like, god damn it! I know. You can go to jail on. for you go to jail for that in South Australia now. You do it a retail worker, <laughs> proper running up and down the touchline like a maniac. Uh, we've seen Guardioli, Guardioli, Guardiola. Hey, we've seen him do it plenty of times as well. It's an uh, Italian transformation. The way the way Arteta carries on on the sideline sometimes like a raving maniac. It's just like it makes sense where he get it from. Can you guys just rein it in a bit? Well, Je- Jesse Marsh is the same. He was on his freaking hands and knees pounding the earth after a missed chance. It's like <laughs> pounding just, the earth. Seriously, like almost like the heavens were falling in. No, why me? Don't smite me. It was like, fucking hell, Jesse, get up. Do something. Um, it feeds into Pep's This Is Anfield comment at the end of the game as well in his post-match press conference. Um, do you think that's fair cop or is that like a... I need a, I don't know what it is. What did he say? It's in uh, reference to the dis. Oh, so he he was talking about the disallowed goal, the Harland challenge. Yeah, on Fabinho, um, and he basically made the point that that decision would only be given at Anfield for Liverpool. Simply not true. It's yeah, because it's a, cr- it's a blatant decision. foul. That That's was what a blatant. It, it was a clear foul. That one. It's a clear foul. He's yeah. like as soft as it is, maybe, and maybe Fabinho is going down as soon as he feels the shirt tug. He still his arm. tugs his shirt. Yeah, his shirt. Yeah. He does both, yeah. We saw the one City got at the Emirates last year. 
mm-hmm. Bernardo, uh, Bernardo Silva. It swings so, and it swings and roundabouts yeah. in some of these cases. Initially, when I initially when I saw it, I thought they were just looking at the contact with the goalkeeper, mm-hmm. and I thought, oh, is that how obvious is it? Like to be overturning a goal for that? Like even if he has got his hand to it, do we need to like? You know, are we doing the clear and obvious thing or are we just going for anything we find? But then yeah, I saw the pool. The pool looks pretty blatant and obvious and it, you know, takes Fabinho out of the play and lets Highland win the ball and run off. So, mm-hmm. yep. yeah. Yeah, the ref's blindsided by it. So what are you going to do? Mm. Uh, that's pretty much, that's a good example of VAR in a way. Yeah, it's still fuck it off. Um, <laughs> interestingly, the old... Liverpool get a clean sheet against City. Uh, Trent doesn't play. Jamie Milner plays right back. Interesting. There was a funny mm. quote now in retrospect of Trent talking about, someone asked him basically, how do you play right back? Like, And he's like, I don't play the position. I play football, basically. Like, I play in areas that are some of the, like, the strengths of my footballing. And I guess his... Best strength this week was not being involved whatsoever. <laughs> yep, definitely. He did well. Uh, he really did. No, he performed admirably sitting on the sidelines watching his teammates uh, beat Manchester City. <laughs> Just get it, amongst it. Get around it, him for the win. It, it makes the, yeah, water boy as such. Now, he came on and like, he looked enterprising anyway. Klopp, to be honest, Klopp made a, it was a... Uh, Interesting that one nil up, he would make an attacking sub in the 90th minute and put Trent on for Salah and go go very attacking. Yeah. Time. Yeah. I know. That's bizarre. Do you think you'd just be trying to lock it down, get someone you, on with a bit of defensive nous? Yeah, you'd have thought. Oh, well. Hey, let's jet across to Spain because El Clasico happened. Uh, it's been much anticipated, this one, because both teams have been absolutely flying in La Liga. Uh, Barcelona, not so much in Europe, struggling a bit. Just struggling a bit there. Can't get a yeah. win. I saw that Xavi Can't said uh, they don't deserve to go through. So No, they don't deserve to go through. They probably were lucky not to lose a few times mm-hmm. uh, at home to Inter in the Champions League last week. And then they they travelled to the Bernabeu and they got put away 3-1 by a pretty clinical Real Madrid side. They were good. Uh, Real Madrid are good. And they are good. There are some, just the way that they like keep the ball in the opposition's half and yeah. just so mesmerically moving from side to side. And like Benzema is so integral in this movement, dropping in deep. He was in one phase of play, like there was a nice like 20, 30 passes and Benzema is like left to right, left to right, linking everything up. He like, what a gem. And maybe the first deserving Bulundur winner in a while. Yeah. Uh, I think, Everyone was on board with him winning that one, weren't they? They called it pretty early. It seemed like since the Champions League run uh, of last season that everyone was like, oh, yeah, he's got it. So sure. Well, he was so kind of as good as Real Madrid are. He was kind of kind of like if you take him out, they'll probably struggle through that Champions League. Yeah, um, do they get out of the group? Who knows? They, they go all the way because of him and his some of his individual efforts. He was excellent again. Like you said, he got, got on the score sheet. Uh, your boy Federico Valverde had a nice laser goal, bottom corner. I love um, this guy. Did you see what Carlo said in the build-up to this game? No. Um, he he had told Fetty that if he didn't score at least ten goals this season, that I will tear up my coaching license and leave for good. 
like what a weird, what a weirdly specific hill to die on like on this <laughs> one guy's return what like there's no there's not even like a caveat in or anything it's not like what if he got injured i'm sure there was some uh under undetected jest in there that no one could pick up because he's not a very funny man no the way that he delivers it is just like okay sounds like, like he was serious i literally, I literally will quit if he doesn't score 10 goals this year. But he's on his way because he scored a few already, so. Yeah, I think he's got five. Yeah. So, um, and he's great. He is really good right now. My boy uh, Lewandowski didn't get one, so uh, you're, you've survived another week without him reaching 20. Thank you. I'm going to owe you uh, a hell of a lot of bets by the end of this season. Uh, uh, this is the only one we've got on, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it is. No, I'm thinking of different ones that I still yeah. owe you, that are still outstanding. Remind me about that. <laughs> a bit of horse stuff. <laughs> a bit of, bit of horse play. Hey. Uh, um, Ferran Torres got one back and then Rodrigo scored a late penalty. It was it was kind of a, not a soft penalty, clumsy challenge, uh, and it was there. So It was there. Pen taken, pen well put away, side netting to Stegen went the right way, but uh, that's opened up a nice little gap there now for Real Madrid. Uh, to th- to three points. Um, they're still undefeated as well. Unreal. Um, can they go the whole season undefeated? Maybe. I, I don't know. There's a, there's a long way to go. A, a good... Uh, what have we got left? Still 19 games or something. Mm. Not more. Sorry, my maths is... Uh, I'm done. I'm done. Like 29. We've only Maybe. played nine games. <laughs> out of 38. Well, they're a pretty complete unit is what I think. And barring any crazy... Injuries or post World Cup spats, I think you could probably you'd be looking at maybe an invincible side. That would be cool. We haven't had one of them in a while. Yeah, Roger. Um, let's did move you, across. Um, oh, what, just what now. Just, what do you got? Just have one more thing. Um, did you see that Xavi has cemented himself in Barcelona history? Uh, no, no. His first fifty games as manager. Uh, he's become you, the manager. Sorry, are you suggesting he wasn't cemented in Barcelona history already? Managerial history, then. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's after his first fifty games, Xavi has become the worst Barcelona manager. The worst return over fifty games at the beginning of his career. There you um, go. What's he got? Twenty-eight wins, eleven draws, and eleven defeats, which is like. Pretty good for most teams and most managers, and it kind of speaks to the quality of Barcelona. Um, I thought that was interesting in comparison. Komen, uh, in his first fifty games, had thirty-three wins, only ten defeats. I think it's, mm. I think it's pretty clear to see a turnaround happening though. There, definitely, because that fact is in the first. What was yep. it? The first six or seven that were really they're, poor. They're. You know, start this season has been not in Europe, but in the league. Their start so far has been great. Um, you know, the odd performance here and there, but overall, looking much more fluent. Uh, the, the side under Komen was pretty hard to watch and hard to stomach if you're into Barca. So uh, none of that, the fancy tiki tucker that we're used to, but they're on the up. They're coming back. Xavi will get them good because Xavi's a legend and good on them, whatever. Um, I'm going to skip Italy this week because not nothing major, really. Udinese dropped from third to sixth because of results, but I think you maybe we're reaching that point of the year where teams start to find their... You know, we talked about Chelsea starting to tick along a bit nicely, uh, Real Madrid ticking along well. Teams starting to really find their, their groove, their spot in the table that they usually are. 
hanging about. So maybe a bit of normality resuming. It's still a super exciting title race because there's so many teams up there and in it. Uh, we'll go to Germany, though, because this one is super exciting because Union Berlin have been top of the table. Um, Bayern Munich are now up into second after they knocked off Freiburg, who were second. Um, but Union had their probably the biggest challenge they've faced so far this season. Uh, they were home against Dortmund, but Dortmund stink. So they won 2 0. Yeah, and it doesn't help when uh, the goalkeeper is making errors such as he did in this. Uh, Gregor Kobel is he yeah. the regular? Is he the regular Dortmund keeper? I'm he is now. Yes. Okay. Yeah, he's the new. He's the main guy. Okay. Caught on skates. Well, he slipped. He he didn't make a mistake. He he slipped over. It was unlucky. Um, but he's a mixed bag goalkeeper from what I've seen so far. Uh, brought in to replace Roman Berkey, who was a mixed bag goalkeeper. So excellent. Not, sh- not sure how this one's going to fly, but um, consistent recruiting in that sense. Um, I yeah, just wanted consistent. to just wanted to post you in the result. Uh, rigged or slipped, Sammy? <laughs> rigged or slipped? Yeah, not bad for a four AM note, is it? Yeah, well done. The old um, ticker's still going. Dortmund have this big problem at the moment. We don't really need to talk about them because we've done them a bit, but they just don't really have a striker. They're trying to play two up front with Makoko and whoever else will work up there. Mm. Um, how do you replace Haaland? You don't. But for this Union side, uh, Yannick Haber, 28-year-old German midfielder, he scored a double to defeat Dortmund and leaves Berlin sitting top of the pile, three points ahead of Bayern. Are they going to stay there? It's hard to mm. say. It's kind of a... You know, this is very much a bit of a Leicester feel right now. And uh, can they go on with it? When do they fail? When will they fall away? It's got to happen eventually, right? Uh, but who knows at this point? I, I can't see how they sustain it, but you also can't. It's it's also unfair to be writing them off right now. Given of course what it is. Seen. Yeah, it's it's one of those things. Have they hit the lead too early? Are they are they peaking at the wrong time of the season? Because like, like you said, Bayern Munich are... You need just... to go early because you can't let Bayern get away. Oh, okay. So you make the argument you never catch them. Yeah. 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 That's not a bad point. And that, you know, they did start a little slowly this season. They're obviously coming back into their groove now. Um, well, they I, only, I believe last season was their first season back up in the Bundesliga. Oh, so I was talking about Bayern. Um, oh, right, Bayern. You, yeah. We're talking about Union. Yeah. They've only been there three seasons, I think, achieving its first promotion at the end of the 18 19 season. Yeah. There you go. This um, funny game 22% of the ball. Uh, but still, like, managed to create a shit ton of chances. Heaps of shots on goal. The way that they play is so interesting. It's so refreshing to see. They really utilize their good players. Um, and just, it, it's all about chance creation, isn't it? Yeah. That, uh, they just seem to be really clinical right now and just tucking away the chances they do get. They work hard for each other. It's very, it, it just gives me Leicester vibes from the 2016 yes. year, you know? Definitely. Not they don't have anyone on paper that really stands out. I mean, it's, it sounds silly saying that now about Leicester, but I think if you remember back at the time, Leicester didn't have anyone that really stood out as being a, a genuine superstar until after they went on mm-hmm. the run and won it. You know, like Kante and, and Co. That's a, that's a fair comment, definitely. Yeah, when it was happening, it was just like, ah, oh, well, you know, they're going to fall at some point. These guys, who are these guys? And it's only now that we look back and go, oh, this guy was wicked. Like, and Kante, obviously worldy but they still had guys like Wes Morgan and that in the team this is a side still with guys from Bundesliga 2 playing for him 
Um, it's just so just, cool to see. Yeah, and they're just doing well, doing solid. Long it's, may it continue. It's awesome. It's awesome for their fans too because like I don't want to shit talk Leicester, um, but it would be a much bigger spectacle if they were to somehow cling on and win this. Yeah, it'd be huge. At this point, anyone beating Bayern to the league would be huge. Um, so hopefully they can do it and go on, keep going, because it definitely won't be Dortmund because they stink. They're down in like eighth or something. Yeah, <laughs> terrible. What a rabble. Um, Time for a refresh. I don't sell, know Belling- he- sell Bellingham. Put the money back into the team. Yeah, they probably will at some point. He's been wearing the armband though since Royce has been out. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if you've got anything else, or we can just wrap it there for this week. Yeah, let's hit it right there. That was good. Hit it right Dece- there. Decent weekend, Sam. It was Decent. good, you reckon? We'll let well, the audience I, judge that. I kind of what? Oh, I meant the weekend of football. Thank you. Oh, okay. I was supposed to call you champ all episode as well. Why? Because it just felt like you deserved the champ treatment after what happened with in the NSF derby, but couldn't bring myself to do it. After after Arsenal won against Leeds, I deserved to be champed. Yeah, limped to a victory. Battered, some would say. Are you not allowed to limp to a victory? Nah, not when you get that kind of help from VAR. Nah. Someone, some would say a sign of a good team, being able to grind out results when playing bad. Well, in the context of the game, I would say no. Done. Goodbye. <laughs>